Hello, good morning, welcome back to Rogue Radio, my name is Sarah Jane, and today we're going to be doing a Rogue News segment. It is very windy here in Toledo, and it's also cloudy and sunny at the same time. That Only Toledo can achieve that. Only Toledo can achieve that. I don't understand. It's been windy for like the past three days, I'm not sure what's going on, but um... Anyway, shout out to KJ52. If you don't know who he is, he's a great Christian rap artist. And uh, he's also on Anchor. So if you want to go check him out, I'm all about promoting other creators, other podcast uh, people. I don't even know. What do they call those people? Just podcast hosts. He's a good podcast host. And... um, he makes really good music as well. I started listening to him when I was like eight years old. And uh, he's got some really good music. And he's still spitting out some really good rhymes. So if you want to go check him out, like I said, I like to promote other people. Um, his podcast is called KJ52 Podcasts. So go check him out. Give him some love. Every topic that I talk about on Rogue News, I get from the internet. So make sure that you do your own research and make up your own mind. I will never say that anything that I say on my news segments are fact. They're not solid facts. They come from the internet. They can be true or they can be false. I leave it up to my listeners to make up their own mind what is true to them. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what I talk about, you can reach me on my Instagram at Rogue Radio 4 and also Rogue Radio 4 on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. Thanks. First off is Scotland banning Bibles. Now, this is something that Um, I typically don't necessarily talk about, um, and I need to start talking about it more, um, as far as, like, spiritual things go, because I am a Christian woman, and I need to be talking about this, um, as a Christian, and, uh, I need to start talking about it more. I need to start showing my faith a whole lot more, and, um... This was one of the first uh, news segments that I found, and I really wanted to talk about it because, one, Scotland is one of my main listeners in the United Kingdom, and um, I wanted to cover it. So, Edinburgh canceled a booking of a Christian conference because of a key speaker, his name is Larry Scottsdale, who firmly disagrees with gay marriage. So... I think everybody in the LGBT community or anybody who is on the left or anybody who is for gay marriage knows that mainly Christians do disagree with gay marriage. I don't think that's news to anybody. Um, I'm one of those people. Yes, I disagree with 
gay marriage and homosexuality, but I don't hate anybody who is a homosexual. I don't hate anybody who decides to get married. I don't hate anybody who, you know, believes that they're gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender. I have to love them first. That's how I was taught. I have to love God and love people first. I have no right to scold anybody who I believe is sinning because I've done that when I was younger and it did not help. It did not help winning anybody. Uh, I, I didn't win any soul doing that. So um, I had to be taught to, to love people who are different from me because for one, um, I have to get it out there just because I know I try to tiptoe over this topic because I don't want to get in any sort of controversy with anybody who is for gay marriage or homosexuality. That's just something that I don't want to get into. I don't want to argue with anybody about it because I have my beliefs and I don't believe I should have to defend them all the time. Um, only when a certain, you know, topic arises or certain things that uh, arise, you know, like if I end up talking to somebody about it, I'll be like, I love you still. I, I love you as a person. That's just how I am. You know, I'm not going to hate a gay person. I'm not going to hate a lesbian or a bisexual. Um, but um, this is something that I wanted to talk about because Scotland is banning Bibles. <laughs> and that's not okay to me. And this has been happening for years. This has been happening even in Bible times to where Christians and people who speak out against certain things. Oh, don't talk about God here. Don't talk about Jesus here. You're going to offend some people. Don't talk about God, period. We've been persecuted and it's happened in the Bible and it's still happening now. And it's going to keep on happening until Jesus comes back. That's just, that's just common knowledge to us um, as a Christian community. Um, and we all have to realize that this is just something that um, the devil's doing to, to keep us, to keep our mouth shut. That's what, that's how we see it. I know a lot of people, uh, I know a lot of Christians may disagree and be like, well, being homosexual is not a sin. I'm not here to talk about whether your lifestyle or what you believe in is a sin. I believe it's a sin, but some other people might not. And I can't convince every person. I don't, I don't need to. I have my beliefs, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But just know that I still love people who are different from me. Because, yes, we have to understand as Christians, because I know that there are Christians out there that speak hatefully, and scold other people who do sin. Christians sin too. We're not perfect. There are tons of people out there that refuse to be Christian who have grown up in church because of how perfect 
certain Christians and certain people act like, oh, Christians are perfect, we don't sin, but it's not true. We do sin, and I'll be the first one to say that I sin. For those of you who are regular listeners, I curse like a sailor sometimes. That's something that I do because I get very passionate about what I'm talking about, and yes, I use the wrong words. It is something that I've got to work on. But yes, that's my way of sinning. That's something that I will always say. I will be the first person to say I am not perfect. But there are a lot of people that have been turned away by the church and by certain Christians because they speak hatefully. They they speak, uh, they scold people when they should be the first person to say, I'm not perfect. A lot of Christians lack humility um, when it comes to stuff like this. And, uh, yeah, we're not perfect either. And um, there have been a lot of Christians that have said very hurtful things, calling um, certain, you know, homosexuals slurs and, and all that stuff. We should not do any of that. We should not be saying those things because that just gives other people the right to call us names because if we're doing it to them, what what's the difference when they call us names? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, Larry Scottsdale is one of the speakers. Um, there was a complaint that came to the city and they got locked out of the venue. And my notifications are going off. I'm really sorry. Um, so this church is involved in the community and has been allowed to use the venue years before as well. And um, they don't necessarily know why um, this is happening to them all of a sudden. Uh, because they've never had a problem with it until now. And, um, yeah, so the church is trying to get a judicial order, um, that they want to file, and if passed, it will change the churches in Edinburgh. So they will have, you know, more rights as, um, a community to, to do things freely. And I know that there are probably also, um, COVID restrictions as well for them to gather, Um, so that's something that we need to take into consideration here as well. Um, so yeah. I know the churches have rights with the UN and the EU, and I know that there are some complications there as well. They can't apply an old precedent, um, because I guess there's certain precedents in Scotland for the church that are very old and they can't necessarily apply old ones. They have to update it, I guess. So this is, they're taking the city to court for this and they're fighting for their right to gather in the conference and worship and express their love for Christ. And, um, like I said, I don't hate anybody who is homosexual, but we all have to understand that just as much as, you know, now homosexuals have rights 
um, to, to marry and be a homosexual or be transgender, bi, or whatever they des- decide to be or whatever they believe that they are, we also have the right to speak as well. We Christians, yes, we're known to offend other people because we we don't believe in certain things that other people do. We don't want to go with the status quo of believing that certain things are acceptable. That's just how we are. And um, we, as people, need to realize that everyone has the right to speak. Everyone. Even if it's offensive. Um, there are times when I have said that there, you have to be, (laughs) you have to be thankful, you have to be grateful that you get offended, because a lot of countries, if you were offended, they do not care, they will kill you. So, I don't know, be grateful that if you are offended, whether you're a Christian or a homosexual, be thankful that you have that right to feel offended, because if you are offended in a certain country and you try to speak out, you could get killed. In America, you know, in certain parts of the, you know, the Europe, there isn't a lot of more, there isn't a lot of freedom in any other countries besides Canada, America, and in certain parts of Europe. And that's something that we need to understand. That if you decide to um, express yourself in a certain country, let's say in Saudi Arabia, if you're a woman and you take off your hijab, you will get beaten and stoned to death. Um, there are certain parts in um, North Korea that if you're a Christian and you're found out, you get put into jail. Or you will die. Depending. In China, if you're a Christian, you can't have a Bible. If you're a Christian, you will be beheaded. They have daily beheadings in the town, not the town square, but in the main Shanghai. They do this. They kill people. They behead people. And we don't hear about that. It's not okay for people to be homosexual in India. You're not allowed to convert from Hindu to Christian in India. There's both sides of the coin. There's certain Christians around the world that don't have rights. There's also homosexuals that don't have rights. In South Africa, I don't know if this um, has been lifted, but the last time I found out in South Africa, if you were gay, you were not um, considered a person. You weren't, um, you would be put in jail if you, if they found out that their son was gay or something like that, they, they get put in jail. And I also don't think that's fair, you know, but when I say be grateful when you're offended, it's because you have no real consequence when you're offended, when you speak out against something, when you talk about about something, you're able to talk about it. And yeah, you might get somebody offended, but be grateful that that's the only thing that they're able to do is get mad. Because there's other people out there getting killed because they're Christians, or being killed because they're homosexuals. And that's not okay. Either side. 
but um, homosexuality is being taught to children and it's been indoctrinated as well. And that's something that I have talked about. If you want to teach your kids about homosexuality, I believe it's the parents' job. I don't believe it's the school's job. I don't believe it's society's job to teach other kids that aren't theirs about homosexuality. That's just who I am. If I if I want to teach my kids about homosexuality, I'm going to sit them down and talk about it. I'm going to sit down sit them down and tell them about it. That this is what certain people choose or believe that they are. And that's my responsibility as a parent to talk about homosexuality to my kids. I don't want a TV telling them. I don't want a book telling them. I don't want the school system to be telling them about that. That's my responsibility. Um, but yes, um, Scotland has a very big Christian history and it's imperative to win this case to this church. And um, anybody who wants to help, they have a um, website, it's called destinyglasgow.com, and you can put donations there as well to help them out. Um, And it is a large freedom of speech issue. This is something that, um, like I said, Christians have been, you know, they've been faced with this many times. This isn't the first um, incident that has happened in history. You know, like I said, this has been happening from biblical times to now until Jesus comes back. This is something that Christians constantly have to fight for. It's to speak about Christ and to talk about Christ. And, um, so yeah, like I said, destiny, oh my God, destinyglasgow.com if you want to drop a donation. And um, the website will also be in the description for you as well if you want to visit it. Now, I would talk about the election, but I already made a section about it. And for some reason, it disappeared Anchor is starting to glitch, and I don't like it, and I don't want to repeat myself. Basically, I just said that Biden didn't won, there's ballots still being recounted, and I didn't vote for Biden, I voted for Trump. Trump will always be my president, whether or not Biden gets in office. Um, I don't believe that Biden is a good president. He can't even talk. He doesn't even make sense when he starts talking and does any press conferences. He always mumbles and babbles and says the strangest things. He talks about uh, kids playing with his leg hair and how much he loves kids jumping on his lap. And somehow people think that he's not a pedophile. Uh, He wants to um, have another alliance with China so he can borrow money so you can have your free health care again like you had with Obamacare, but then we'd be in debt to China, and that arose a lot of problems back in the day when Obama was in office. 
he wants to pass abortion um, as far as nine months, meaning that if the child is nine months and fully developed in the womb, you can still pull the baby apart. That's what he wants, and I don't agree with it. So that's uh, what I was talking about in that section. So short, sweet, and to the point. Today is going to be kind of all over the place just because I keep getting interrupted, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so today, I don't know, we're going to talk about, let's talk about this. This looks interesting. Um, astronomers discover unusual bright light which cannot be explained. NASA was able to capture the glow within three days using the Hubble Space Telescope, but the results were baffling. Astronomers came across a unique celestial event as they discovered the brightest infrared light of a small gamma ray burst ever seen. The reason why it is so important is due to the glow produced is brighter than what is previously considered as maximum. Uh, The half a second flash of light from a very violent explosion was detected earlier this year in May. The energy was produced by the explosion of gamma rays billions of light years away from Earth, which contains more energy than what our sun will produce in its lifetime. It's amazing to me that after 10 years of studying the same type of phenomenon, we can discover unprecedented behavior like this, said Wen Fei Fong. Uh, If I butchered your name, I'm really sorry. Assistant Professor of Physics and Astronomy at Northwestern University and lead author of the study. It just reveals the diversity of explosions in the universe is capable of producing, which is very exciting. National... Okay, no, we're not going to say the full name. NASA was able to spot... Um, the glow within three days of the Hubble telescope spotting it. Uh, however, the results were baffling. It's ten times brighter than the earlier prediction. Okay. These observations do not fit traditional explanations for short gamma ray bursts, said Fong. Given that we know about the radio and x-rays from the blasts, um, it just doesn't match up. The near-infrared emission that we're finding with Hubble is way too bright. In order to understand the exact levels of brightness and the distance of the origin, W.M. Keck Observatory in Mauna Kea in Hawaii was used by the team. Distance, distances are important in calculating the burst's true brightness as opposed to its apparent brightness as seen from Earth, said Fong. Just as the brightness of a light bulb when it reaches your eye depends on both its luminosity and distance from you, a burst could be really bright because either it is intrinsically luminous and distant or not as luminous but much closer to us 
with Keck, we were able to determine the true brightness of the burst, thus the energy scale. We found it was to be much more energetic than the orig- than we originally thought. Scientists believe that explosions like these are caused by two merging neutron stars, which head to that which lead to short gamma ray bursts that can create immense levels of energy. This phenomenon is called kil- kilonova. These stars are dense to an extent that even a teaspoon of it on Earth can weigh billions, billions of tons. Typically, it, it, it has the mass of our sun compressed into a small city. Hmm. What we detected even outshines the one confirmed Kilo Nova discovered in 2017. Uh, the said co-author Jillian, I don't know, I'm not even going to attempt her last name, a graduate student of Fong's team at Northwestern University. A first-year graduate student working with a real-time data for the first time when this burst happened it's remarkable to see our discovery motivate a new and exciting magnetor burst boosted model they got a lot of scientific terms I can't pronounce in the future these events can be recorded better with NASA's upcoming James Webb Space Telescope that can help scientists determine them better yeah that actually is kind of interesting so I mean I have my own uh, belief on what goes on in space and no it's not aliens I don't believe in aliens I don't believe in you know the boogeyman I don't I don't believe in a lot of like things that people would believe up in space um I do believe that there are angels and demons that do live in space I I know that may sound strange, but it even says in the Bible that, you know, the devil has principalities in the air. It's not just the air around us, it's the air all the way up there in space. And if the principalities can be in space, why can't heaven, you know? But um, that's just how I, you know, think about it. That's how I believe. Someone, Someone might actually have a different opinion about that. But no, I, I believe that a lot of activity is because God is doing it. Or the principalities are doing it. Just depends. Next up in the news is Amazon employees arrested for stealing 5,000... 5, oh my god, I can't. I can't. I can't read. I'm sorry, I've been out of it for about two weeks. So, um, Amazon employees arrested for stealing $592,000 worth of iPhones. Goodness gracious. A group of five Amazon employees has been arrested for allegedly stealing phones from a logistics center in Madrid, Spain. 
Okay, yes, this will be a, a world news segment for this one. Um, in an operation that is believed to have involved the theft of 500,000 euro in goods. That's crazy. The arrests were made following an internal investigation by Amazon itself, discovering there were issues with some packages sent to customers due to some having weights differing from what the actual order was expected to weigh. Um, The detected differences prompted Amazon to install hidden cameras to find out what was happening. It was determined that a group of workers was slipping new iPhones like the iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Pro into orders secretly, replacing the actually ordered contents of a package at the last moment. Okay. iPadzit I have no idea what that is. Reports um, it is believed the orders were placed by an accomplice. Okay. Um, three of the five people implicated in the theft ring were arrested on leaving work. Um, a fourth was picked up while working, and a fifth turned himself into the police voluntarily. All five have been fired by Amazon and are waiting trial. The workers were found to have 10 iPhones in their possession. Wow. (laughs) Intended to be dispatched out using the same method. They were also carrying a large number of stickers with IMEI numbers. I want to say serial numbers. Is that what they're talking about? Seemingly torn from boxes to hamper the investigation. Further arrests have not been ruled out, with investigations continuing to determine where the dispatched iPhones ended up. It is estimated half a million euros worth of devices were stolen by the group. The popularity and premium nature of iPhones make them a target for thefts. In March, 3 million euros, wow worth of iPhones were taken from Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport, followed by 530,000 euros worth of Apple Watches in the following May. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I... I don't know. I'm old-fashioned. I'm a 90s kid, so when I get a new phone, it's like... That's great. It's just a bigger screen. You know, I I love my phone. Trust me, I do everything on it. But I grew up with like flip phones and you know, I there were times when I didn't even have like a good phone. Like I had an Obama phone just because it was free. And um I hated it because I had minutes. It was like a minute phone. And this was like around, what, 2017? I had my own small Obama phone. It was no bigger than like a Tic Tac box. And it was only because I, you know, I didn't have a job at that time and everything. So I, but I never actually wanted to steal anything. I don't, I'm not that type of person, but, um, 
that's pretty astonishing that they tried to get away with that, though. Um, I feel like everybody wants the newest iPhone and everyone wants the newest gadget. I'm happy with the gadgets that I've got. Um, and maybe that's just me. Like I said, I'm from the 90s. I, you know, I have a very old uh, iPad that is cracked and the screen is coming off, but it still works. I still do stuff on it. I still write and I still draw on it. And I'm the type of person that uses what I've got until um, I need a new one. Like if it breaks, then hey, I need to go out and get a new one. (laughs) Um, But nowadays I feel like especially Generation Z, uh, they've been very spoiled. Everything's kind of just given to them. Um, Even as like a, I want to say maybe an elder millennial at times, we were kind of spoiled, but the biggest thing for us back in the day when we were kids was sock and boppers or, you know, uh, pogo sticks. Like, the 90s were great. (laughs) Um... We didn't really care about the next gadget, but you know, now that we're in our 30s, um, we do kind of, we have adjusted a little bit to the times to where, well, yeah, we need a cell phone, we need an iPad and stuff like that. There are some times when I just write in a journal because it's just been something that I've done ever since I was a kid. You know, I would always want to write in a journal. I still write things down, but everybody's like, Siri, save this. I need an appointment reminder for so-and-so for this day. And I don't know, I'm just not like that. But everybody has been kind of driven to steal things that aren't theirs for a quick buck and for the newest trend. I I just don't understand it. In other news, we have Finland's battery plans spark environmental fears. Let's see what this is about. This comes from Fizz physics.org, I guess. Um, It says, lines of trucks carrying piles of rock crisscross Finland's rugged terra frame mine, which sits 300 kilometers or 186 miles below the Arctic Circle and is Europe's largest source of nickel and electric car batteries. Mm, Okay. Um, At the immense... 60 square kilometer site the extracted stone is crushed heaped into vast mounds of mounds and fed with oxygen and water through red hoses okay allowing the nickel along with some cobalt to gradually leach out Even today, more than 50% of our turnover is coming from the electric vehicle value chain. TerraFrame CEO Joni, oh my god, Luca Roinen told AFP. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Finland is 
the only EU country whose bedrock is known to contain all the major battery minerals, including cobalt and lithium, and the Nordic na nation is drawing up plans to exploit these resources in order to become a major industry player. Okay. We don't hear a lot about Finland. We don't um, hear too much about Finland, Norway, or Sweden, or even Iceland um, at times, because um, I don't want to say they're quiet countries. They just, they're not necessarily covered in the media that much. Um, I think Finland is one of my listeners as well, so um, I'm kind of glad that I found this article that I can talk about it. Um, Finland... I don't have much to say about Finland because, like I said, I don't know a lot about Finland. I'm still learning about it. But for them to try to be um, a big industry player as far as um, using the nickel and the lithium and stuff like that in their um, in their earth, <laughs> that's uh, a pretty big step for them because they're like I said, they're hardly in the news. They they don't really um, they're not necessarily recognized that much in the media. So this is kind of new to to learn about this. But, um, yet the prospect of increasing mining is controversial and sparsely, uh, populated Finland, or in sparsely populated Finland, whose vast forests, diverse wildlife, and pristine lakes are prized national assets. That's right, because even in Iceland, they, um, they love the land. They love, um, the nature of, like, the different, um, landscapes and the different, like, they, they prize the, the nature in Iceland and in Finland and Norway and Sweden because they're different from everybody else's, like, um, they said Finland has vast forests and diverse, uh, wildlife. So does Iceland. They have black sand beaches, they have hot springs, and they have, um, interesting rock formations as well. So, um, they want to preserve that as well because it brings in tourism, it brings in, um, a lot of, um, people who want to see that as well. So as Europe looks to counter Asia's dominance in the fast-growing sector, Finland is one of the most active members, member states, vying for a share of the lucrative battery business. But competition between EU countries is fierce. Environmental minefield. Finland's government has promised... Oh my god. 300 million euros um, in stimulus for battery industry this year and seven new excavation sites are among the commercial projects now underway to try to create a battery cluster. Mika Nikanen, Nikanen, if I butchered your name, I'm sorry, uh, changed with drawing up, charged with drawing up the government's battery strategy. Strategy. Jesus. Why can't I talk today? Goodness gracious. 
strategy, said the Nordic countries' approach will strongly be grounded in sustainably in Finland's climate policy goals. Okay, that's pretty good. So, um, from what I got from that, they're gonna try to preserve the beautiful nature as well as excavating so that both sides will be happy. Because I know that there are gonna be some people that might protest against mining for that, um, for those elements, but, uh, they still need to make some money with it. So, but campaigners are worried, okay, that expanding mining in Finland will destroy sensitive ecosystems. Exactly. That's what, uh, I just said. There's gonna be, um, some people that, that aren't for that. So, you simply cannot produce these minerals in an environmentally friendly way. Campaigner Anetti Lankinen Lankinen told APF or AFP <laughs> standing in front of the towering pile of waste rock in the per- on the perimeter of TerraFrame site in Sakamoto Oh my god I have no idea what's wrong with me but it's Sakamo Central Finland <laughs> Sakamoto is somewhere else um I must be tired. I don't know. Lanikin um, has worked with the Finnish Association of Nature Con- Conservation to try to force TerraFrame to change how it stores and the waste rock, which it urges, argues, can cause acid runoff into the adjacent landscape of exposed rainwater. Oh, that's not good. That's gonna poison the wildlife. The mine's previous owners Taldivara were prosecuted after an ecological catastrophe. Catastrophe? Catastrophe? Catastrophe. That's what that is. Okay. Um, In 2012, uranium and other toxic materials leaked into local waterways. Oh lord, that's not okay. Um, however, Joni, CEO of new owner ter- of the new he's they're the new owner of the TerraFrame, okay. Um, said there have been no environmental issues since his firm took over the mine 5 years ago. We do have environmental impacts, but those impacts are in line with our permits, he said. Elsewhere in Finland, campaigns have sprung up against the new extraction uh, in, Lap- in Lapland and in Seima Lake District, a tourism hotspot known for their unique wildlife. So yes, like I said, there's going to be some people that are not for this. They want to preserve the wildlife because it is pretty unique up there. Um, especially in like those Scandinavian um, countries, um, including Denmark and, and all of that stuff. So they will, um, they're gonna, there's gonna be people that will defend the wildlife because like they said, it is a tourist hotspot. People want to go and see the unique 
terrain and they want to hike there and all that stuff. So Lake Sema is Europe's fourth largest freshwater system and is not a suitable area, campaigner Misa Mink told AFP. Adding that four new prospecting permits have been granted in the area since May. If we're not careful, sure, we'll have electric cars, but we won't have fresh water. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if they have the same thing with uh, what Iceland has been doing, where water is free in um, Iceland. They don't have to pay for water. They have no water bill there. Um, because of the geothermal, like, the earth actually heats the, um, the water and they're able to, um, naturally just have it in their, um, in their houses. So they don't have to pay for water being heated. They don't have to pay for any of that. They can just literally take a shower for hours and they don't have any water bill. They don't have any, um... Iceland also does not have any uh, bottled water. They don't sell water at all, so you'll never actually see that. So I'm wondering if um, Finland is the same way to where they have certain certain geothermal properties in their land and um, because of this mining uh, problem that it could contaminate the water because water is free in certain countries, especially in Iceland, I'm not sure. Like I said, in Finland it might be the same case, I'm not sure. So, um, if, like I said, if um, Finland has free water, just like Iceland does, um, they would actually have to start paying for the water to be filtered and cleaned because of um, the mining going on but um like i said i don't know i I have to look that up but uh yet battery industry leaders insist that finland is a global pioneer in sustainable practices and believe this will give it an advantage over its competitors terraframes mining methods for instance create 60 percent of smaller carbon footprint than traditional practices, the firm says. Meanwhile, Finnish mines are bound by much tougher standards than the Democratic Republic of Congo, where more than half of the world's cobalt is produced in conditions rife with child labor and human rights abuses, according to the NGOs. Um, There is no point in buying an electric vehicle produced from raw materials that aren't sustainable, Finnish Materials Group CEO Maddie um, says. So, TerraFrame will also open a 240 million euro refinery next year, producing enough nickel sulfate for 1 million electric vehicles and cobalt sulfate for 300,000 vehicles. Car technology maker Valmet Automotive is one of the few Finnish 
manufacturers at the top end of the battery chain. Last year opened a plan to expand its production of Finnish battery packs for use in cars and industrial vehicles around the globe. On its shiny factory floor, lines of robots controlled by technicians in blue overalls assemble and screw components with intricate precision into large black casings. Pretty much every car and every model has a unique battery. Um, Jirki Nurmi, senior vice president for electric vehicle systems, told AFP. Nurmi, if I say any of these names wrong, I'm so sorry, believes uh, one area of the company can make its mark in its off-highway production batteries for heavy-duty vehicles used in construction, agriculture, or logistics. Some industry uh, watchers say that global supplies of cobalt and the most expensive the battery materials are already running low and won't stretch to meet future demand. We need materials out of the ground, but in the future, I think a lot of our materials will come via recycling, Nermi said, adding that he is optimistic that his con- that his industry will become increasingly sustainable. It will take time, he said, but it will change in the future. So... There's a lot of controversy there with um, the production of the car batteries, especially when it comes to the agriculture being um, challenged as well in Finland. So um, I hope everything works out. Anyway, I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye.